Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Obviously, a, a difficult loss, uh, one that's tough to swallow. You know, for a, for a lot of different reasons. Um, there's some some positives that we take out of it, but the big negative is that we lost. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. You know, we ended up one for five in the red zone. The issue going into this week was red zone drives. We were only had 14, 29th in the NFL. When we got into the red zone, we played, we did well. Then today, it's, we get a lot of drives into the red zone, and we didn't do well. A 33-yard field goal by Pinheiro, and it's off the upright. Trubisky, he will roll right and throws to the back of the end zone and nearly intercepted. They're down and goal, pump fake one way, they come back the other way, and it's incomplete. That, that hurt us, that. With WGN's Adam Hogue. He's bad. Nothing has ever sucked more than this. It's so bad. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. And the great disturbance in the fall. It's so bad! Here something terrible has happened. You either win it or you lose it. This will be the final play of the game. Snap, hold, kick is wide left. And the Chargers have come to Chicago and beaten the Chicago Bears by a final score of 17 to 16. Here they are, the Adams. They are good. Hogan Johns. I'm not going to lie, I was a little worried about Ernie's Open today. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> no. I mean, well, they're always good. I just meant in terms of how hard she was going to be on the Matt team. And, yeah. And it's well deserved. He's got a lot to choose from, that's for sure. A lot to choose from. Went with the red zone struggles, which certainly on the uh, long list of reasons of why the Bears lost this game to the Chargers today, that's, uh, that's certainly up there. You could write a movie called. The 100 ways to lose a football game, and then just show. <laughs> Isn't there a movie about 100 ways to die in like the old West or yes. something? Well, this is this was. 100 it's very ways. similar to here. <laughs> it, it, this was bad. This was also bad. People. applies. You know that though. That's why you're tuning in here to the Hogan Johns podcast. Oh my lord! Have, have we sat here in this room too many times at Soldier Field after mine? numbing, head-scratching losses. You're losing your tie. Yeah, well, I should have done it a long time ago. Welcome in, Hogan Johns. Adam Hogue on Twitter, Adam Johns. Also on Twitter. <laughs> also on Twitter. <laughs> on days like this, unfortunately, on Twitter. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. The Athletic, the Athletic app. We appreciate you tuning in. Rating and review the podcast. We are here for you. Win or lose, we always are. And this is uh, becoming a very tough situation, Adam Johns. <laughs> You're putting that very mildly. This is... You could press the panic button, folks. This season, like the the the, the playoffs were a long shot. Not a long shot, but like a, a pipe dream, whatever you want to call it, at 3-3. Three and three. At 3-4... Three and four, with this remaining schedule, it does not look good for a repeat postseason berth for Matt Nagy's Bears right now. They're they're winning in ugly, extremely ugly fashion right now. Yeah, even if the kick goes in at the end, this was, would have been a very ugly win 
It's fine. It, it wouldn't have not... An ugly one's still better than an ugly, disheartening loss. Well, the difference is, is it would have at least given you a good vibe and prevented all the negative that's yeah. inevitably going to come this week. And yes. it's going to be bad. Yes. You already got players only... It could only be overwhelming meet- for some players. Yeah, I mean, you already had players only meetings last week, so what's it going to be now when you lose after the players only meeting to a team you should have beaten? Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, it's not a good situation. At least the win, if the kick goes in, prevents all that. Yes. What it would not have changed are all the problems that are still out there. And... To me, I mean, the Bears finished with seven. Uh, excuse me, sixteen points in a the game they lost seventeen to sixteen. They should have had way more than sixteen in the first half. Yes, maybe twenty-eight points. It could have been a blowout. I mean, yes. this could have been the Bucks game from last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they're putting the ball in the end zone, defense is playing well. Mitch Trubisky gets in a groove, and all of a sudden, they blew out a team that wasn't that great. How did you feel about the red zone package? It was something else, man. I, I, I didn't. Love it was it. baffling. Here's baffling. What, here's what I just don't get, and I, I think I think the Bears have a head coach and a play caller right now that's struggling to accept the fact that what his players are good at are not what he is he not what he call. wants to run. Yeah, not the offense he wants to run. He didn't come here to 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 run the I formation. Okay, fine, but that's what they're apparently good at. Yeah. You yeah, have a, after today, yes. You have a quarterback that can't do all those other things that you want to do. And you have a good running back and an offensive line that today was blocking. And you had a running back. Well, not got, entirely on pass protection, but yes. Well, so running back, running wise, Run yes. blocking. Yes. Run blocking. So let me get to, first of all, all right, so we can talk about the formations, whatever, why you're running three tight ends, bunch sets in the red zone, and when you could just line up and hand the ball off to your running back. That's all fair game. I'll tell you what, though. After all that, after all that, the struggles to score, it was 16-17. to 17. Okay? I guess it was, by the time you got to the fourth quarter, it was 16-10. to 10 Because the defense, which I know you've had an issue with, and today I'm not going to bother defending, gave up a really long field goal drive. They couldn't get off the field. That's fine. It's 16-10. to 10. But... You have manhandled them up front, in my opinion. You have run the ball consistently. And all you had to do was run the ball, run the ball. Eventually, you were going to break them down and bust another big run. You could feel it coming. And get out of here with a 4-3 and three record. And maybe more importantly, your quarterback feeling confident yeah. about himself. And what did you do? You're back in that shotgun you got him throwing the ball, and he throws a terrible interception. And then he, you survive that somehow. Defense gets you the ball back. They missed the field goal. So well, got, they, they survived it because the Chargers allowed them. Right. You got lucky. Yes. A drop touchdown and a missed field goal. So you got lucky. And then, once again, Trubisky's back there with the ball in his hands and dropping the ball because he didn't have two hands on it. He runs into his own offensive lineman, yeah. and it comes out, and the whole thing just looks Nobody ugly. wanted to say it, but he, I think he ran into Bobby Massey, who yeah. was, had a long day. He had, had not, a long yeah. day. Not a great day, but now your quarterback has lost all that confidence and goodwill that he had built up in this game, and by the way, you've lost the lead. Yes. I, I just don't get it. Don't understand it. I had a much bigger problem with that than what happened at the end of the game, which we're going to get to here shortly. I really liked how they opened up the second half. A lot more eye formation, offset eye formation, some power, some stretch runs. So why'd they get away from it? Yes, I don't know. If it works, keep doing it. The 31-yard throw to Allen Robinson, play action. Yes, yes. He was feeding off those plays, the simplicity of it. 
The simplicity of it. It's what the Vikings run. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, since being broken, is now apparently... You know, the Bears actually fixed Kirk Cousins. Can we get, just clarify that? Since we're apparently. talking about play action and run game and stuff like that. But the simplicity of how the offense was working. Just stick with it. You know, that's a great thing you brought up, though. The Vikings. They... They brought in uh, why am I forgetting his name? The, their their offense coordinator last year that was the Bears head coaching candidate. I'm just blanking. John D. Filippo. John D. Filippo. They bring in John D. Filippo. Hot name came from the Eagles. Doug Peterson, Andy Reid coaching tree. They bring him into Minnesota. They want to get wild and crazy. They're on slinging offense. it all over the place. Kirk yeah. Cousins couldn't do it. It did not fit what they were good at. So what did they do? They fired him in the middle of the year. Kevin Stefanski takes over. He's been a Vikings employee for 14 years now. And they come in this year with a renewed focus on running the ball, play action, do what Kirk Cousins can do. And they're rolling right now. Yeah. And they're rolling right now. See, I get that advanced statistics will tell you winning, throwing the football wins you football games. But you know what? The Bears aren't that advanced. <laughs> they're not. Your quarterback is not at that point in his development. I think there are signs, massive signs that that show that he may not ever ever reach that point. So with what you have right now, the Bears are not that throw-first team. This offense, to me, should run through David Montgomery. became more evident and more clear today. It worked better when things were off him, when plays were run through him. When the play action opened up. Trubisky got the ball down the field. He had some nice passes today, Adam. Sure. He did. Yes. And I think the, the run game helped get him to that point. When I get a chance to go back and watch tape, I just want to compare all the plays where he was under center because he was under center more. Yes. Whether it was handoffs or him throwing out of it compared to him being in shotgun. Yes. And... Montgomery ends up 27 yard, uh, twenty-seven carries, 135 yards rushing, an average of five yards per carry, busted off the 55-yarder. Yes. And I get it they didn't look good early. The stats after the first quarter are quite ugly. I think it's eight carries for 15 yards, 10 of those yards coming on the first carry of the game for but David Montgomery. But that just proves why you commit to you it. stick with it. Yes. Yes. So, look, I just wrote a column Friday about how after reviewing everything from last week, I actually thought last week, you, every time I wanted to blame the scheme, it came back to execution. I thought today was different. Now, maybe the same thing will happen. Maybe I'll go through no, the same I, again, no, but I doubt it. I doubt it. To me, but, things were working from an execution standpoint, a certain philosophy that was working today, I-formation, running the football. All you had to do in the fourth quarter was to remain committed to it, yes, and you would have won this game. Yes, yes. I... I, I I completely agree with you. Like, look, every play perfectly executed is going to work. But to see some of the personnel groupings that he marched out there in the goal line, like it was unnecessarily complicated. Sure. Do you really need your that that triple tight end package that we saw a couple of years ago that they barely used last year, but now it's here in the goal line situation? I think they should get weird. Let's just get all seven tight ends. Yes. Out there. Call up Dax Raymond from from the practice squad. Jesper Horstead. Let's just get him out here. Yeah. Go seven tight end set. Yes. Yes. I think that would. I don't. That would mean they have to line up as offensive linemen. Yeah, and, and, but it's also like. Like Adam Shaheen, to be honest with you, I think that ball actually went through his hands in the back of the end zone. If you see the end zone yeah, look of it. Yeah, but come on. That's not a catch he can do. Yeah. We're at yeah, the, it's, but it's going back to my point. Yeah. Like when that other opportunity to him on the goal line, why are you running a slant with him? Like, why can't this be a jump ball? This guy's six foot six. Yeah. Basketball background. And apparently that's all he can do. Yeah. Put the ball up. 
Let them moss some guys. That's another thing I want to get to. I, I, I sometimes feel like there is this blind loyalty. I don't know if that's the right word. But belief. Maybe a blind belief in your players being able to do things they just apparently can't do. It's fine. It's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what like, you're saying. Like you're putting, you're putting, you're asking players to do things they can't. Yeah, you're asking them to do things you probably thought they could in training camp, but unfortunately, there are guys on this team that just haven't blossomed the way you thought they were. The quarterback number one highlighter circled in red, most obvious candidate there. Well, now you can't read his name, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just. I, I just they got to simplify it or the season or you're going to lose games like this which yeah. obviously they did should we talk about what happened at the end yes I mean I feel like I covered this in 2013 I did cover this in 2013 at the Metrodome oh the right the Bears last game yes. at the Metrodome so <sighs> you're down at the uh, what the 21 yard line I believe after a good scramble from your quarterback finally. feeling juiced finally scrambled Picked up yards. You're down there at the 21-yard line, and there was 43 seconds left. Let me get all this correct here. 43 seconds left when the ball was snapped and kneeled. Okay. Um, yeah, because the Chargers used their last timeout. So the Chargers, the last three plays before this, burned all three of their timeouts because they knew they had to keep the clock moving. Um or stop the clock in case the Bears scored so that they'd have time. But after you get that last first down, Chargers use their last time out, and so the clock stopped at 43 seconds. Now, Nagy had a timeout yes, left. Yes, he did. And he chose to just kneel. Mm-hmm. So it became a 41-yard field goal. You lose a yard on the kneel down, so you're at the 22. It's a 41-yard field goal for Eddie Pinheiro. And to a lot of people's credit, first guessing, Twitter was blowing up before the kick was even attempted. Yes. No one understood why you would not hand the ball off in this situation. Or, you still have a timeout, throw the ball again. Yeah. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play all of Nagy, but before we play all of Nagy, I'm going to focus on the start of this press conference, his answers to this specific situation, and uh, him getting kind of annoyed with the questioning, and then we'll stop it, we'll discuss, and then we'll play the rest of it later. Here he is, Matt Nagy, on why he chose the kneel down, setting up Eddie Pinheiro's 41-yard field goal that was missed as time expired. All right, guys, so um, obviously a, a difficult loss, uh, one that's tough to swallow, um, and you know for a, for a lot of different reasons. Um, there's some some positives that we take out of it, but the big negative is that we lost, so that's that's that, and uh, you guys can start with your questions. Matt, can you walk us through your thought process on taking the knee before the last Yeah, I mean, that's I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought of of uh, running the ball and ha- taking an opp- the chance of fumbling the football, or you know they know you're running the football, so you lose three, four yards. So that's uh, that wasn't even in the in our process as coaches to think about that. Um, you know we 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 were in field goal range before the scramble, and then we got the scramble. So that's that's that didn't even cross my mind. No thought of throwing it there either. Throw the football. Yeah, I mean just to try to get a little closer. Um, <laughs> Throw the football right then and there. What happens if you take a sack or there's a fumble? Lose the game. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So no, there was zero thought of that. That's the. I'll just be brutally clear. 
Zero thought of throwing the football. Zero thought of running the football. You understand me? That's exactly what it was. So it's as simple as that. Could you explain again why not running the ball? I mean, what, what, what was... Did I just say that? Yeah. You, yeah I what did I say? The reasons. What was it? Fumble. And when they know you're running the football, you lose three or four yards. So that, is, that was that. Is that a reflection? Of, I mean, is that... It almost sounds like a lack of faith in your in your offense. Or your- <laughs> no, no, there's no lack. Of, I have a lot of our, our run game right now. Um, today they stepped up, and and so what you guys are getting at right now is the what ifs, which is fine. I, I get it. You have to do that. That's your job. But we ran the ball well today. You know, we did. We I think you guys would all agree that from what you all have seen the first six weeks of the year, we we were better. So if you're asking me in that situation, because of that, wouldn't you run the ball again? I'm telling you no, that outweighs the risk of if there's a fumble in that play, or that's the biggest risk, right? Because when you QB kneel it, there you lose a yard or two, which we did. But when you when you hand the ball off and they you know you're running, that, that has we're talking we're wasting our time right now talking about that. So have any thought back when you're thinking? No. Nope. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. It's more testy than last week, I would say, my friend. Unfortunately, we've reached the point where we're in a scenario where I, I don't know how the head coach could possibly sound good mm-hmm. trying to explain a situation that didn't really make sense. I also want to bring up last year in Miami – Nagy had a third and four and chose to run the ball instead of throw it. Yes. Right before the two-minute warning, setting up a 53-yard field goal for um, Cody Park. Cody Park. You could say his name. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. I forgot He's back in the league. I, I purposely yeah. forgot his name for a second. Um, and it was missed. Mm-hmm. And the Bears would go on to lose that game in overtime. And I thought, I remember us talking about it last year. I thought that was extremely conservative in that situation. Yes. To expect him to kick a 53-yarder. Now, this is only 41. And yes. Eddie Pinheiro's been good. And certainly has a leg for 41 yards, as any NFL kicker should. But it still doesn't mean you can't make it easier on him. And so you heard it there. Nagy talking about, up. Oh, you run the ball, you could fumble it. You throw the ball, you could turn it over. You could have a penalty. You could have a sack. You could have all these negative things yes. potentially happen. Yeah. And I will defend him on one thing. Where the Bears are at in this season, I too would trust Eddie Pinheiro to throw a four, to kick a 41-yard field goal then put the ball in the hands of the quarterback. Yeah, it's fine. Doesn't mean you still can't trust David Montgomery. Especially on a day where you're running the ball very, very well. Yes, line up. Put your best goal line formation out there. Something you're... Put J.P. Holtz back out there at fullback. That power eye's been working all day. Trust your offense to get you a couple more yards. Then you call the timeout. You know what? I, I think what bugs me about this, we, we've talked about 2014 a lot. You know, yes or, or, or no, does it compare to, to, to what we're watching this year? Those comments felt too similar to Mark Trestman for me. It did, and I went back and I found the story oh, I wrote. Oh, no. In 2013, when this happened, overtime, Mark Trestman, you're barely in field goal range. It was a 47-yard field goal Robbie Gold to win just the game. off the birth of his second child, I believe. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. He had to like, fly up there on his own. Yeah, before the game. So, it's a 47-yarder, which is 
not a gimme, but for Robbie Gold, third, at this point, he was the third most accurate kicker in NFL history. And Tressman opted to kick it on second down. <laughs> there, now, this wasn't a time issue. There was still time. This was just him, oh, we're in field goal range. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Because something bad could happen. Let's, let's get in and get out, yes. And I, and I did the math at that point in the season. The story I wrote the following day after Tressman tried to explain this on Monday. And... Again, it came back to, well, you could fumble the ball. You could turn it over. You could have a penalty that moves you back. Again, though, like, it's second down. This is the same thing. It's second yeah. down. So even if that did happen, it's not like the game's over. Yeah. You still had an you still had another play. You still had a timeout. It wasn't like the clock was out. So, and again, uh, I did the math on the amount of times the Bears had a penalty or turnover. It was like 6%, which is way lower than the chances of even Robbie Gold missing a field goal. Yeah. And this is a rookie kicker now. You're talking about Eddie Pinero. So the chances of something negative happening there on offense are still lower than the chances of you missing that field goal. That's what I don't understand even just from a number standpoint. But it also speaks to and it was brought up I believe by Rick Morrissey in that press conference. You heard it there. Yeah. That doesn't this kind of sound like you don't trust your team? Yeah. To go yep. make a play in that scenario. And it doesn't... Jo- the bigger problem, this ties the old it. Viper, yes. It's a great point by him. And it's a question that, frankly, you just... As a head coach, you're stuck. You yeah. just sound bad. Because yeah. you can't say that you don't trust your guys. Your actions certainly show that. But what bothers me, I go back to what I was talking about earlier. Earlier in the fourth quarter. When you had Mitch Trubisky out there throwing the ball when you didn't need to. They, the philosophies don't jive. You're being way too aggressive early in the fourth quarter. Then all of a sudden you get down there at the end. And, and you're over conservative. You're going yeah, into yeah. a turtle shell. Yeah. yeah. Like he goes from being aggressive to coaching scared. That's a good way to put it. And look, Mark Tressman is, is – I should say it this way. Matt Nagy is not Mark Tressman as a person. I think he has a good grasp on what his locker room can be. If there's any fires, I think Nagy sees him quickly – and he puts them out right away. I agree. Now, there will be some fires to put out this week. There will be. I guarantee you there will be. But this struck me as too Trespan-like. The answers, the approach. He didn't even like, learn from his own experiences. You mentioned the Miami game. Like we've, that's, yeah, like, that's... like we've been here before. Like That's what bothered me is that he went through this last like year. He, it says BU on his thing. Like And part of that being you is attacking, being aggressive. But he... We've seen a few of these now. A few yeah. of these now. Even like the Eagles game. Wasn't there time left there? A little bit to, to, to move the ball a bit? I, I, I blocked out the parking kick. I'm sorry. But it yeah. just seems to strike me as extremely problematic for the young, young head coach. I agree with what you said, though. I do think he's, from what we've seen, he's better behind the scenes at dealing with his team, keeping them positive. But what I... What I will say, though, is that that game in 2013 that they lost at the Metrodome was really the start of when things started to go downhill. Yeah. Because they were good. It was a game they should have won. I don't know if they were really good, but they had a good record. They were moving towards the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they lost that game. And it was really the first time that everybody was, like, really, really doubting Mark Trestman. Yeah. And... Then at the end of the year, they had two chances to win the division. They don't. They finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Things totally spiraled out of control the following year in 2014. So 
I, I kind of push back at some of these comparisons last week, but holy crap, this one played out about as similar as it yeah, possibly yeah, yeah. could to a to a moment in the Tressman era that um, you started to have some doubt. And what I will say is, you know, I know these players all handle it in the locker room well, and they're you know talk about remaining positive. They're human beings. They're all going home tonight and asking these same questions like about what's how going the, on. Yeah, about yeah. how the end of the game played yeah, out. Yeah, like here's the thing. I don't know if Mark Tressman ever stood up in front of his his team and we'll say apologized or said this is on me guys. Yeah. I messed up. Where apparently Nagy did that this week. Yes, for his run game or lack thereof last week against the Saints. And to his credit, he came back and delivered 27 carries for yes. Montgomery. But now he's got to do something similar again. Yeah. Not a good look, but that's I think that's part of it. It has to be part of it right now. You have a team searching for too many answers right now. It's it's baffling. You know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, you see the frustration and the defensive players. Like, Danny Trevathan's eyes, I'm writing about this, like, right now, my story for The Athletic. Like, he was fired up. After. Do, do you have a clone right now that's writing that story yeah. while you're doing the podcast? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. His name's Kevin Fishbane. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostwriter. <laughs> yes. But it's, like, he, he wanted to still play. You know, some guys seem more resigned. It's just, to me, I think Faith and Nagy works hand-in-hand with the production from the quarterback. Like, salvaging this season means salvaging some part of the Trubisky conversation because they're losing it now. Yeah, It's probably long gone. This town booed his offense off the field at halftime, and the Bears were winning. Have you ever seen that before? Uh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, but to be honest, I've, been, I've covered this team since 2012. And that Tressman team was booed. Yeah. John Fox's Bears were booed. Nagy's Bears were winning at halftime. And coming off the field, they were booed by the Soldier Field crowd. Well, they had 11 plays inside the 10-yard line. I know. That went for a total of three yards. The Chargers Still. gave them two penalties there. It was like having three red zone, red zone trips in one. Yeah. <laughs> and they got a field goal. Yes, yes. Almost, and, almost didn't, actually. I just, and I hate to like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to say this, Bears fans, who are already in so much pain, but this just feels like such a big missed opportunity. When you look at how the first half played out, I mean, you get the, um, the miss, you get a really good drive that goes down the field to the 15-yard line and Eddie Pinero misses a field goal. Then Kyle Fuller gets the interception. It's like, oh, that defensive swag's back. They're they're dancing in the end zone. Yeah. And then settle for a field goal. Yeah. Right? And then you have two more opportunities in the first half where you're inside the 10-yard line and you're settling for field goals. This could have, again, I'll go back to it. It could have been a blowout. Yeah. It could have been a game that you left here with a total renewed sense of confidence throughout. And even if it's, you know, sort of false confidence, whatever, the defensive swagger would have been back. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky's confidence could have been back. You would have had all that good mojo from your running game because it would have been working the rest of the way. And you would have won the game. You would have been four and three and it would have had a completely different feeling as you go into Philadelphia yeah. next week. And instead, they just left so many points out there before, before halftime. They put this in themselves in the situation where it was going to look ugly no matter what, if they won or lost. Now it looks ugly and they lost. Yeah, instead, you're running 
Quick screens, Cordell or Patterson behind your three tight end monster. That or I mean, we all knew it was coming. Well, that's what I want to say. Okay, so they have the three tight end bunch set, and then Cordero Patterson on the outside who doesn't even run around. And I tweeted that, and everyone's like, "Well, yeah, that was the design of the play. Um, he was supposed, to, you know, he was keeping the corner from dropping back." I'm like, "Okay, but in he, what situation this year has Cordero Patterson made you feel dangerous about him lining up on the outside?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would they respect? I that? I don't think I've seen one of those quick throws out there. Doesn't make any make sense. A play, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. All right. Um, Speaking of not making any sense, <laughs> should we hear the rest of Matt Nagy? Oh, ouch, ouch. Sorry. Zinger. That was a little mean. Yeah, low blow, low blow. The low rest blow. of it made some sense. <laughs> Here it is, Matt Nagy. Uh, the rest of this. Low blow. Adam Oak. Going into the, going into the uh, second half, going into halftime, were you playing what ifs at all with the kind of the red the problems you were having in the red zone? There? No what ifs, just answers. You know, Why? And and then what are what are ways? What, how do we make adjustments to be better? You know, we ended up one for five in a red zone. That's you. So the issue going into this week was red zone drives. We didn't. We we were only had 14, 29th in the NFL in red zone drives. When we got into the red zone, we played. We did well. Then today, it's we get a lot of drives into the red zone and we didn't do well. That that hurt us bad. Man, from what you saw, I know you still have to watch the tape, but from what you saw in those situations goal to go, what wasn't working? Well, we it's I mean, there was a lot. It was the run game wasn't working and the pass game. So um they they did a good job. You gotta give credit to to uh to the Chargers too. You know, they they stepped up and our guys stepped up on defense too when they were at the two yard line and got a stop, made a field goal. Matt, do you have a feel for why it was so difficult inside the ten to, to punch it in? No, I gotta look at it. Uh I don't. You know, I think I do know I think there's a play or two where I think we want back. I'm not going to get into that, but but uh, um, you know we gotta we gotta be better. Our defense to play the way they did, and for us to we move the ball finally down into the into that area, and we feel so confident when we get into that red zone that we're going to strike and we're going to get touchdowns. So that was a little for us. I felt like out of the ordinary that when we were to have them that many opportunities, you know, and then at least in an, uh, to start the third quarter when we did get down there, then we ended up, our guys took the challenge, we ran the ball and got it in. The last drive before halftime, the clock kind of ran out on you. Any thoughts on, on what went haywire down the stretch? No, we were good there. I, I was fine with all that. What I didn't like was that we took it down to one second. That, to me, you know, that, that became almost bad. But we, we needed one second on the clock in order to, to have that opportunity. Um, but I was fine with that part. It was, just the, it was just the fact that we were real close to not getting that off. That was the difference with the running game today. You're able to get it going. Well, first of all, um, on my end, there was more. There was more attempts. Right, so I don't. I don't know what the total attempts were. I have no ideas what the numbers were, but we felt we felt like you know our guys were going pretty good. They started out playing a um, a certain personnel to to what we did, and our guys just our guys blocked well. And thirty two, you guys saw it. He ran hard. He ran. He runs hard. He's a hard runner. And uh, and then when we had an opportunity to take some shots downfield, um, we we made the most of it. Our, our guys made some plays and uh, turnovers got us. Uh, we we got it when we were on our our when we were winning and we got in those three wins. We were protecting the football. And so you, you give up the football. That's field. I mean, they're automatic field position for them. So speaking of that early spot in the fourth quarter where you did have those two turnovers. Yeah. We're running the ball so well. Any regrets that you did just keep it pounding on the ground? No, because at the same time, just remember that they make adjustments too. And there's there's times where they were stopping our run on down and distance wise. They they I, I wanted to be careful of getting in too much of a tendency of it's always run run pass. I was just a little cognizant of that. So I felt like um, that the balance of when we 
you know, ran the ball versus when we threw it. Because you can't just, you know, every series, they're going to, after the first drive of the third quarter, there's adjustments that are made for, for, formationally and, and some of the things that we did. And they made adjustments. They showed that. So then we went to some different things. And so it's just a little bit of, of balancing that. And what did you see on, uh, on Mitch's interception? Uh, the, corner, the corner fell off. Um, he was playing the post route, and uh, he just he kind of um, just fell off and ended up you know sitting there for the for the pick. So um, in in that opportunity in that that situation there, you want to be able to if you see that or feel that, just dump it down to the next guy and and uh, you know live without the interception. Did you just see on the on the fumble, and I believe on the next possession, it looks like his back got Mitch's back got turned. Yeah, I I did not see see that. I just saw the ball come out. I, I was blocked from where the where the line was, so. I I missed that, but that's what I, I did hear. I heard that one of our own guys knocked it out. But again, you you uh, um, you know we, we had a we had a play right before that where um, we had an opportunity to strike and we uh, we you know we, we didn't we didn't make it happen. So those are those are ones that I think that stick out to me that I'm going to reflect on and say, okay, what's you know where are we at, why, and and uh, there's a you know that's just a part of coaching. Yeah, you want knowing that the time is is, is ticking. Mm-hmm. Right now. What are your emotions? What are the emotions in there right now after this? Yeah, um, this is you know we're we're at a point right now where um, I got to make sure because everyone that that you keep losing it just it. it Human nature is it, it. It hurts all of us. It hurts everybody involved. Everybody that likes Chicago Bears or everybody that plays for the Bears. It pulls at you, and so um, we got to make. I just need to make sure that I lead them the right way. Uh, I, I've been a part of. I, I've been a part of longer ones than this, and I've seen how it goes when you're resilient and you you have you show resolve as a team and as a family. Uh, we understand that everybody outside. It's a it's a frustrating time right now. Uh, we you you have to accept that. We accept it. But we can't dwell on it. We need to make sure that um, that we we focus on how do we as as rough as three losses in a row is. How do we? What do we do to rally? Uh, I said it last week. You got to win. If you win, all these questions about you you wouldn't even ask me the question about what happened in the play before if he makes that field goal. That question wouldn't have been asked. But oh, you did. Okay. All right. All right. I believe you. Um, but we we just. Uh, you know this this is a this is a part of life man it's a part of life and uh uh people that are strong-willed people that take this job very seriously people that don't listen to outsiders um that's just where i'm from that's how i work so i'm gonna you're gonna get everything out of me those players are gonna get everything out of me and i'm gonna demand that we get the same in return that's just how how it goes and um this is a sport where you win or you lose and uh, we've lost three in a row. We got to rally the troops. Matt, on the, uh, on the second to last drive, Bosa had been giving you problems all day. Uh, third and long, just outside of field goal range. Did you think of helping to inside because he, he was left alone on, on Mass? Yeah, yeah there's, there's schematically always. I mean, I've, I've dealt with him for years. You, you got to You always want to try to help as much as, as you can with him and Ingram. Uh, but there's schematically sometimes, uh, depending on what play you have or what you're looking for. Um, I wish we could help out every single play. And 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 there's I think if you go back and watch you'll see there's a lot of times where we're chipping and and, and helping out our tackles uh, at times but yeah there's sometimes too where that doesn't happen and you don't have that and then we got to try our best to either work in the pocket or protect as much as we can. Matt, we'll, we'll overall, the big picture with Mitch today. Yeah, he had the, the, the lows, the turnovers, of course, had some good things, some throws down the field. That last drive made a couple big. How do you sort of, without watching the film yet, how do you walk away feeling about what he did out there today? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for, for him and for us, what, what I want to really go back and reflect on with, with all of us together is just uh, where, where we're at. Um, I kind of look sometimes for the intangibles, you know, like the where we at um, vibe on the sideline, the leadership. Um, and then when you get a chance to make plays, where, where is that part at, right? And, and then decision-making. Really, really the one thing for me that uh, – or really all of our coaches that you have to do is you have to be able to see um, decision-making-wise and, and, and with the quarterback, are, are the eyes going to the same place? So I, I, I got to see it. I got to watch it tonight and see um, – but there was some good plays in there, and there's some ones I think we went back. As a coach, how do you sort of deal with the internal frustration? You talk all week about getting the run going, getting the run going. You get the run. Yeah, it's all sort of the same. How, how does that sort of? How do you stay not dispirited from that? Well, you just you uh, you have to figure out. Um, really where you're at as leaders and then throughout the week like there's you don't change much you just you understand that there's some things that you that uh, you got to change schematically I think that's where there might be some minor changes here there that's adapting to what you're where you're at but um, this is just all about motivation this is all about people caring and this is all about us in tough times uh, relying on one another it's we 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 completely um, know where we want to be. We completely know where our, wherever our city wants to be. So we got to. The only thing we can do is stay together and try to win. You've got a hundred percent belief in your decision at the end of the game. Yeah. You think most coaches would do that uh, in the NFL? I don't know. You'd have to. You know. I'll. I'll uh, you know. I'll leave that up to your research and what you think. Um, uh, I just. Again. I'm not. I'm not into all that what is. I just don't. I don't work that way. That's for you guys to go through and have a storyline for all week to talk about. That's not for me. I don't. I don't deal with that. And uh, I just know that we felt confident that we were going to make that kick. We didn't, and now we don't dwell on it. We we um, we move forward. Coming back to the end of the first half, um, second and one, no timeouts left. Do you think you left the team enough to? I mean, after that run, it took 15 seconds for that to get untangled to get the next play. Say it again. I'm sorry. At the end of the first half. Yeah. After that second down, you had no timeouts left. So it's second and one. Right. You run the ball. Mm-hmm. It took about 10, 15 seconds for that pile. I mean, do you yeah, that, that – that got drawn out. No, we knew what we were doing. We had a plan that we were going to um, go out there with the with the clock. The pro- when you go back and look at it, you'll see it took a little while. They were, yeah, but there was guys down on the ground. They couldn't get up. There was like a big pile there. So when I saw that, that's when I said to myself, uh-oh, this is going to get close. And you don't really expect that, but for whatever reason that happened. And um, But, again, um, that's a – for for us, uh, it didn't happen. So the plan was, if we don't get it, we're clocking it. Yeah, yeah, we all talked about that as staff. Yeah. Man, Eddie Pinheiro's had a good season mm-hmm. today. Considering all the focus on the kicker situation coming in this season, where do you where do you feel like you're at right now with your kickers? I, I I really like where we're at. I have I have ultimate faith in him. Um, I, I do. There's there's uh, it just happens to be in in our situation. It just gets completely magnified because of where we've been before. But I have ultimate trust in him. Uh, th- this is uh, he's going to be the first one to tell you that he wants to come back out here and he wants another opportunity at at that at that shot you know at that kick so that's all we can do is is uh you know next time he gets that chance he puts it right down the middle Matt you're you know obviously we saw a lot of the creative play calling from last year when he got near the goal line and then today it's so many different chances where was kind of the disconnect which is the plays that you're drawing up and then you're just not able to punch it in yeah there's no disconnect it's just there, there are similar plays there's there's similar plays um in, in 
in certain ways, and there's some plays that are a little bit different based off of some people that we have. But um, you know, that's it, there's not a lot of not a lot of change in some of the stuff. It's just you got to pick the defenses. The coordinators got to figure out, okay, when's he coming with this one or that one? What is it a run? Is it a pass? What formation personnel? And uh, but there's not a there's 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 not a lot of them in there that we haven't done before. Thanks, guys. Yep, no problem. So it ended nicely. It was cordial at the end after after a tough start there. Um, I don't know. The, these are all the signs. This is the signs of when things are starting to get really bad. Though. Yeah. You hear press conferences like that. The coach doesn't really, you know, when you have to talk every day and things aren't going well, it's just, it's always going to Yeah, it makes bad. your job suck a bit. Now you could do things to help yourself that John Fox never did Yeah, to help the situation. And I think Nagy does do an okay job of that. And I'm sure by Wednesday, he'll, you know, have some answers and things will look, you know, seem to make a little bit more sense than they did today in the aftermath of this loss. But um, you just certainly get that feeling that it's headed into that territory. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's still nine games left. Some guys are still exuding some positive vibes. Um, I'll just, I'm just not sure how much it means right now. You can be as positive as you want. You need production. You need results. And the lights just went off in us. <laughs> in <the laughs> CBS. Oh, they're going off across. The lights just went out here in the suite that we're recording. Yes, they're in. going off uh, all over Soldier Field right now. Um, sign of things to come. Not only is this podcast yeah. ending, but apparently the world. But... Look, it's just when a team is is short on answers and the head coach is getting testy and your quarterback's playing this way and the defense is showing holes, I just feel like we've been down this road before, man. Yeah. We have. It's too bad because it it didn't – it it didn't seem like it was going to be headed this way. And, and again, I'll go back to it's a week-to-week league. So there is still a chance that like they could salvage some kind like, of momentum. There's been teams that have gone four and four at their midway point and reached the playoffs before. Yeah, like to throw a little bone out there, it happens. It I, does happen, but I, I would guess without doing the research, most of those teams had good quarterbacks. Yeah, you, you need to. There actually, a, there's I think a Buccaneers team in there without a quarterback. I think they like. They didn't even have a quarterback. They didn't, have a quarterback. They didn't even play quarterback. <laughs> they played Wildcat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe. But like your Rodgers said the R-E-L-A-X thing and they won six straight games. We got Aaron Rodgers, yeah, right? He's like, Aaron Rodgers. Even like Nagy's going to reference this week. I promise you the one and five yeah. team for the Chiefs. But you know what? I looked at the stats. You know what coincided with that? Better quarterback play. Alex Smith, right? Yes. Started coming around to the offense they're putting in there under Andy Reid. I'm, I'm just saying, salvaging the season means salvaging part of this Trubisky conversation. He needs to have less throws like the interceptions under the Trey Burton. He needs to start making plays with his feet again. It's everything for the rest of the season. Everything. Right. And and But also, uh, I think the head coach, too. Look, I don't see any. Well, they're, they're they're tied to me. They're 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 hand in hand right. to me. Yeah. Well, I, and, and to be clear, and we've covered this. I don't see any scenario. Sorry, guys, it, that Matt Nagy's not the head coach next year. He, he's just going to be. The contracts are there. Ryan Pace is still going to be here. He's Ryan Pace's guy. Um, that's just what it is. But you certainly don't want to go into an off season with 
you know, a lot of the players within the organization doubting what's going on with the head yes. coach. So I, I would also say that's a big part of the rest of the season too. That yes. that needs to be recaptured. The you know the Matt Nagy mojo they had. I mean, Jesus, we're we're not even a year removed from executive of the year, coach of the year, Trubisky in the Pro Bowl, which was kind of a farce, but he was still in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, all this stuff. How many Pro Bowlers did they have? Seven? Yeah. They, they led the league. Yeah. Now everybody wants everybody out of here. Yeah. That's the way it It's goes. a long year, folks. All right. Nine more games. I'm going to do Bears fans a favor and skip Mitch Trubisky's press conference this week. <laughs> there wasn't much in there. No. Um, no. So I don't think we need to do that. And uh, it's kind of the same old song and dance. He... Made some mistakes. He also made some, again, he made some throws today that I just, I feel like you could, there was a scenario today where you were leaving the game with him feeling better, with him feeling more confident, and you having sort of found some rhythm and maybe possibly an identity running the football, Yeah, and it just feels like that all evaporated in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I know we're getting out of here. Like when the Eagles, the Eagles lost, Parky's missed, and that's it. At least for this game. You have Pinero's miss, and you get nine games left. Let's yeah, see if Mitch Trubisky can truly build off some late momentum. Maybe, maybe we talked about that all off season, though, and it kind of turned out to not be, yeah, something to rely. on. You're talking about how you know he did he had a great fourth quarter against the Eagles. Okay, it's going to build into this big season, and that just hasn't happened. Yeah, we'll see. But again, I think a lot of that what goes back to that Packer game. Shell yeah, something happens. Sucked out of them. And uh, I don't know if I don't know if he can recover. But there are still nine games left. We go to Philadelphia next. We got to cover something, Adam. Oh, I got plenty to cover. I got a uh, another football team I watch on Saturdays that has some offensive issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have two, actually. No, no, I don't. It, so I think I saw one offensive touchdown this weekend. How many did I see last weekend? None for Northwestern. How many did the Bears score last week? Zero. Did they have one? I forget. Who did they play last week again? Saints. We should go. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, they turned the lights off on us for a reason, Adam. I, I, I get that. I just, I'm just i going to have to start seeking professional help if I don't start seeing more touchdowns. <laughs> it's, it's getting to be rough. All right. We're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. And we are, what, just about a week and a half away from our next live show? Yeah. Uh, it's happening at Kroll South Loop. Thanks to our friends at Goose Island. Win or lose, whatever happens next week, we're going to have fun. Yeah, we're it, gonna get If you don't want the Bears conversation, come for a burger and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be plenty of Goose Island to to drink and enjoy uh, with whatever's happening with the Bears. So that's going on November 7th at Kroll South Loop. Great location. It's going to be a great time. Hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, theathletic, theathletic.com. And that is where you find... Tuesday's episode on the Athletic app, our bonus episode every single week. We'll have another one of those for you this week. All right. Bears lose. Under 500. Wow. Three and four. They were three and one. They are now three and four. And next week's not easy. Going to Philadelphia. They crushed the Bills. Talk to you later in the week. See ya. Where's our friend Patrick Finley?